welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy! Amy, you are very welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? I am great. Thank you so much for having on. I'm very excited for the conversation that is to come. I am so grateful. Like I was saying to you before, the amount of people who were like, you have to get Amy on. You have to get Amy on, particularly with your reels the last few weeks. I am just so genuinely thrilled that you are here and we're going to have such an interesting conversation. Um, But first of all, tell me where you are in the world and what time is it? Yeah, so right now I am currently in Bali in Indonesia. It's 11 a.m. right now. Not as crazy as the time it is back home for you. I believe it's 4 a.m., which is crazy. But, you know, any time for creation. Um, so, yeah, I'm in Bali at the moment. I'm originally from County Clare in Ireland, but I've kind of been around the globe and anywhere you can probably name in the past five years, we'll say. We are going to talk literally about all those places, everything in between. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, I am, it's 4am and I am in Westport County Mayo, but it is so worth it already for this conversation. So, you know, I guess kind of where I normally start off with the guests is just to give us a little bit of a background for those who may not know you, if they're listening for the first time into who you are, uh, what you do, what you love, um, just so we get a better sense of who is Amy. Yeah. So my name is Amy Wiley. I am from County Clare in the southwest of Ireland. Um, and I'm the founder of Active with Amy, which is an online coaching service for women that brings movement and mindfulness together and just really, really hones in on obviously training nutrition, but more importantly, mindset, because that's something I'm super, super passionate about. So before I even got into, like, I suppose, owning my own coaching business and business itself, I studied psychology and French in college. So I think that's where my love for it comes from. And then I'm also just a really curious person as well. So that's where my people personness comes from. So it all kind of plays into one. And then I've grown up my whole life playing sport. So the fact that I get to work in a exercise medium is just like an absolute dream come true for me. So yeah, Active with Amy is what I founded and it's my absolute baby. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see where I can bring it over the next few years, but it's been going strong for now which I'm extremely grateful for. It seems like you have like so much life experience and so much business experience already, which is just, you know, and there's, I'm always a big believer that like, it's the people who, who have done the things and been there, like you can learn a lot from, and we're hopefully going to learn a lot from you during this conversation about how you've decided to make these decisions to travel abroad, to, to emigrate, to set up your own business, to do everything in between. Um, And I just, yeah, I just really excited, but you know, Something about travel is I'm kind of finding from these conversations is that it is either something that you've always wanted to do or it's something that you kind of grew into. Um, the pandemic was a big kind of shifter for a lot of people where they were like, they either fell in love with Ireland more, but also maybe realized that it was time for them to leave. But for yourself, Amy, was traveling or emigrating something that you always wanted to do? Or is it something that, yeah, kind of came over time? It's an interesting question. So I moved out of home for the first time when I was 17. So I moved from Clare to Galway to go to college. And it was the first time I kind of had my own independence. And just even tasting that for the first time, I absolutely loved it. So I knew that within myself from that very young age that I was a very independent person. Then 18, for the very first time, I moved abroad. So I moved to London for the summer. So I'm a very like 
ex- we'll say I love adventure and I love exploration and I love learning new things like I just I'm obsessed with learning like you can never learn enough and I feel like by getting out of the comfort zone of your hometown and what you know and what you're comfortable with that's how you're going to learn and open your mind more so I think it just came from my values if I was to answer that question I never knew that I would be a person that would travel a lot or live abroad a lot and especially for me I come from a very low income family so it was never something my brain kind of comprehended either um, and it kind of just happened like I think if I was to think back to my first experience moving to London when I was 18 for the summer it was definitely my boyfriend that pushed me so he would have had a small bit more not even experience but just he would have traveled a small bit more growing up um and for himself like he knew I think so he's originally Australian right and I think as Irish people you kind of you get so comfortable where you are at home whereas I think other people per se may not have that as much that's what I've kind of got and what I've come to I know that's what I kind of concluded from getting to know a load of different nationalities over time so I think that really pushed me out of my comfort zone and then as soon as I moved to London I found this new completely different version of myself um, and that's I think when I became so in love with it I found that I was more myself outside the constraints of my comfort zone at home and outside the constraints of opinions of others at home if that makes sense. Absolutely it's it's one of those things where you know we're probably going to mention it a lot <laughs> during this conversation I'll probably never stop talking about it is our love of home as Irish people we and and we have good reason to love it um and I think the kind of thing that's in people's head and hearts at the moment is the kind of we love it but is it time to leave is it time to go somewhere else is it time to travel and that can cause a lot of discomfort it causes it in my own head in my friends heads and my family's heads is we do love it and it's such a great thing to be able to say but is that Big enough, is that a big enough reason to not do anything else other than that? Um, and coming to that decision is something that seems to be on the minds of a lot of young Irish people at the moment is, you know, we do have this sense of like pride and love and grow for the country and the, the scenery. But is that enough to keep us here forever? It's it's a question that is really unique to everyone. But, you know, you mentioned there that you're kind of first. I'm, I'm always fascinated by people's first kind of like taste of independence and for a lot of people it is moving away to college so like you said moving from Clare to Galway and I remember I moved from Dublin to Waterford and I grew up so much because it was for the first time I was standing on my own two feet I had to make my own friends and it gave me like life experience and life lessons that I wasn't really expecting um and it just kind of it changed who I was to be honest moving away for college and I will forever be grateful for it but for yourself you know before that you said you you hadn't traveled as much and it kind of that was the kind of kickstarter was that kind of college and then summer in London how did you go about you know really moving county and setting up friends in a different county and building a community because I think that's something again that's not spoken too often about is traveling within Ireland and setting up a different friend group in the country how was that for you at like 18 17 18 I think this is something that comes really easy to me. And if I was to give an answer, if I was even just to think of where that would come from, I've grown up my whole life playing sports. So when you're an eight-year-old girl and you're thrown into a camogie team with none of these little girls that you know, you're either going to sink or swim. So you're going to make friends or you're not. So I think that's genuinely where my, I'd say, confidence and people personness maybe came from. Well, maybe it's always from within, but it definitely taught me a lot more about socializing and stuff like that. And I'm such a like... I'm such a social butterfly. Like I love being around people. I love talking. I could talk for Ireland. Um, but yeah, I'd say it came from that. Like I've no problem kind of, I think I have extra confidence as well. And that definitely does help hugely as well. Like I am a confident person. And I will say that not all the time, of course, but for the most part. So I think I'm well able to put myself out there, but I'm also okay with 
I think rejection this this is probably going way too deep into the conversation but if I was to try make friends with somebody if they become friends with me amazing if they don't that's it they're not my people I move on and I think I've always had that mindset now going to college I did go with there was a friend from home a really really close friend of me so she was there and that was kind of like you know like a pillow to fall back on if I needed to um so that was really like such a massive help but I was in um, student accommodation, so made friends with my housemates and then you make friends through that. So it's just, you just kind of have to do it. Like there's no really straight way of saying how to do it. You just have to put yourself out there and it will happen. And, you know, you'll meet people that won't be your people, but then you'll meet people that are and the people that are will stay, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I think just having that mindset and knowing that everyone you meet is not going to be your person or your group, but eventually you will meet your core group. Um, and then obviously the more you get to know yourself the older you get the easier it gets as well it does it definitely does get a little bit easier when you get a little bit older like I know they said that when I was younger I was like oh, that's not what I want to hear but it is true um you definitely get that sense of self that you don't really have and it's hard to foster when you're a little bit younger but the idea of rejection and dealing with rejection is something that you know we all deal with and and if you're more comfortable with it it might make your life a little bit easier because you recognize that any time that you're rejected it's a lot more of a reflection on them than a reflection on you and there's nothing wrong with you in the first place which is something that we could definitely maybe all remind ourselves a little bit more uh, when we're going into situations where we're meeting new people or traveling and things like that or emigrating or whatever it's like you know they don't not everyone has to like you Um, you don't like everyone so it's like not the worst thing in the world um but you know you you did mention that kind of the first summer in London was kind of your first kind of introduction to traveling really and you know we talk a lot about this and we'll talk a little bit more about the idea between traveling versus emigrating and what does that actually look like but your first I guess kind of emigration stint was in London when you were 18 and that kind of kicked off everything before can you tell us Amy a little bit about if you can synopsize your travel experience over the last couple of years like you like you said you have been all around the world you have lived in other places you have traveled and everything like that like what made you decide to do it and give it a shot and yeah let's let's hear all about it I'm so excited this is motivation for me if anything (laughs) um I think so London for me just really opened my eyes to what was out in the world outside of Ireland and if I didn't go there I wouldn't have known and it was still close to home still very similar to home so then from that I was like just so fascinated about how the world worked then so fast forward the year after so I went away every summer because I was in college in in Galway so obviously I was stuck in Ireland for then not stuck but I was in Ireland for then um so then the summertime the following summer I moved to the Hamptons in New York so in a small beach town called Montauk and I worked there now when I say a massive culture shock came to me it was that year and for the most part of that summer I was like oh my god I hate it here what is happening get me back to Ireland it's so much better people are nicer people are snobby xyz um but in retrospect looking back on that now that was most pivotal time of my traveling experience because it made me realize that home is home the way it is and you're not going to find that everywhere so I think I was expecting the friendliness of Irish people but I wasn't getting it I was expecting this I was expecting that and I wasn't getting it so that was like yeah a massive turn for me and I remember going home from that summer and being like I'm not going back there again do not like America not happening fast forward the next year I so I'm a really big people's person I've made connections that summer just from genuinely just really low people making friends and I was offered a really really good job the following year now I did mention earlier on this podcast I come from a really low income family so it got to third year college I put myself all through my four years 
college. So it got to third year and I was getting a bit stressed about money. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford to put myself through final year of college. So on the other side of that, what was happening in the background is I got offered this really good job in America. And I was like, well, I'll do a sink or swim here. I'm either going to put myself through college or I'm not. So long story short, I went back to, to America. Now, which was what was amazing in doing that. And it's the best decision I ever made. And I'm really glad I did was going back there made me realize that I can completely change the narrative on the place. And also an experience that I've had before, it doesn't mean it has to happen again. It just means I'm better equipped to deal with it now. And I'm not as shocked to what to unknown to the unknown, basically. So that was such a pivotal point. And I was 19 and 20 at the time for those two summers. So I went back, ended up having the best summer of my life in the same place, working a really good job. Now I worked really, really hard because obviously I had college on my mind in the background. That's fine. I'm a hard worker anyways. I love it. But it just really, really made me realize that you have the full control and change in the narrative and things. And also experience makes an ex- an, a future experience easier for you because you're not going to be going into the unknown as such. So that was that then I also have lived in Belgium for a couple of months in Erasmus because I studied French um I've lived in Bali last year for five months I'm back here for a couple of months this year and then in the middle of all of that I've been to like Australia I've been to Luxembourg I've been to Iceland I've been to wherever it is just I just love traveling and exploring so yeah that's basically kind of the main lessons I've learned from where I've lived and where I've traveled to but continuing to travel means you learn more which is the most fun part about it I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the more you invest into it, I guess, the more you get back. And that seems to be your your experience. It's like you can, um, like you said, the more you do, the more the more you take away from it. And it's it's really interesting because you have had such a mix of like cultures. You've had a mix of emigrating versus traveling. You've had a mix of like long stints and shorter stints. Um, and you've grown up through that, which is, is which is really cool. You know, you have grown up as a person, um, but you're also you also have grown up as a, as a businesswoman and finishing college and through the pandemic through all these experiences and I'd say looking back on the timeline like you know the quote that always gets me is like it's easy to connect the dots looking backwards and I'd say now it makes a lot of sense how everything worked out but you know you didn't know that at the time but you still did it and you you trust your trusted your gut and you know obviously mindset seems to be a massive part of your life and working on that and thinking about it um it's from a psychology background from your business from your own experience it seems to play a really like pivotal role in who you are as a person and it's it's really cool to see that in in action you know that's what you had to live and breathe what you believed to to enjoy or learn something at least from each experience but when we talk a little bit about travel I'm trying to always get an understanding of the best parts and the hardest parts um so that we can have a better sense because like you know yourself it's social media world can be one-sided it's a lot better your page is an example of someone who I think tries to kind of conceptualize the whole person and the whole world um but it, it can be very hard not to compare yourself to the highlight reels online when it comes to traveling and emigrating um and so to to kind of combat that a little bit I'd love to hear you know maybe one or two of the highlights of traveling experiences or, or the best parts of it and maybe a couple of the the more difficult parts that you've experienced over the last five years when it comes to traveling or emigrating if, if you can <laughs> I'm like hmm, let me think okay so when I think of highlights I think of an experience that I've had traveling like anytime someone asked me my favorite travel story or experience so last year I was in Vietnam and I did I was up in a, the nor- northern Vietnam very northern point called Hajang and I did a thing called the Hajang loop where you drive a motorbike 450 kilometers around Vietnamese mountains for three days and oh even speaking about it now I'm like oh my god it's the best thing I've ever done like it was just absolutely incredible and 
I often try to ask myself why it was and genuinely like the three kind of answers I get from when I think about that question is number one I just felt like I was an absolute child for that whole time and it was so fun so explorative and everything I enjoy then on top of it like I wasn't you probably know yourself from psychology and stuff, your state of flow. So it's when you're so immersed in an activity that you lose complete track of time. And for me, for those three days, I was just so happy, so in my state of flow and not thinking of any of the worries in life because we're human, we have worries, we have the ups and downs. But for those three days, it was me, it was a motorbike, it was the mountains and it was like the most amazing thing ever. And I was so immersed. I think it was the most immersed I've ever been in a different culture. So like, seeing how people live seeing how everything about it everything about it I can't actually describe it it was absolutely incredible like one like one part of that trip for example we went to a waterfall really early in the morning drove down these crazy roads to get it now bear in mind I'd never driven a motorbike in my life but a confident person was like right let's go we can do it you know so mastered that anyway but but we went down to this waterfall and we spent about two hours down in this waterfall and there was these children just jumping from the heights of the waterfall and they were so happy and this was their playground and I just kind of had a thought to myself in that moment that this is all these children know and they're so content with their life our children back in Ireland don't know this and they know their phones and they know social media and the impact that has on your mindset and your brain and everything is just so detrimental and it just really got me out of my head because in Western world, you can get so caught up in your problems. But when you take yourself out of the Western world, your problems are so small. And this is not to belittle people's problems. We all like genuinely, everybody's different, own experience. But it really just grounded me so much that trip. And it was so fun. So that was an absolute highlight. Sorry that that was a big spiel. Well, well it's it's funny because I think I, I have a friend um, from, from Waterford. Who, I'm pretty sure she did the exact same thing. And I remember her telling me about this motorbike ride for three days. And it sounds, and, and it sounds like absolutely mental. But like you said, it's any of those things where it takes you out of your head and into your body. And that, I mean, I don't think there's a more like that experience than anything in the world than a three-day motorbike and seeing all these things. So that's like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing, Amy. Like genuinely incredible. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyone that's over here, I'm like, have you gone to Hajang? Have you done the Hajang loop? Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that was like, you know, that, that, and I, that does sound like a highlight reel. And it's funny, you know, you obviously have had, or that one of the highlights is like, you have had so many like amazing travel experiences. And it's kind of funny how that, you know, there, there is nothing that makes that necessarily different to, to like, a New York skyline or anything like that it's it's almost it's almost so simple that it's so beautiful in that sense that it's like it's it was you on a back of a motorbike for three days and and seeing nature and there's something really comforting in that to me um I don't know why actually I think it's because it's you know we can experience that level of joy when it comes to the simplicity and the mundane um kind of anywhere around the world if we're kind of open to it which is something I'm really interested in but that was kind of one of the one of the highlights, understandably. So how um, and what maybe have been come, some of the maybe the more tougher times and experiences that you have experienced, whether traveling or emigrating over the last couple of years? I think the one that stands out to me was definitely the first year in America. So it was the first year I properly had a culture shock and I just realized that world that people that the world outside of Ireland wasn't the same basically I thought everybody was lovely I thought everybody was looking out for each other I had like I was so optimistic I would say I was a very very strong optim 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 what's that word optimistic yeah uh, uh, optimist optimist (laughs) 
Sorry, I was a very, very strong optimist, but now I think I'm a realist, but obviously more on the optimistic side, which I think you get when you grow up anyway. But being an extreme optimist back then, I was like bound to get hurt because I had just expected the best of everybody, but that wasn't what the case was. I was like, I worked in a fine dining restaurant and just the clientele that I was serving, just you couldn't do enough for them. And I was just like, how are people like this? What, 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 what? So that definitely stands out to me. Um, and then... I think with everything though you just have up and downs anyways like but I just it's just a part of life and like having up and downs traveling having up and downs at home I think they're very similar like they're kind of the same for me because I work so much on my mindset so it doesn't really matter where I am if I have an up and down it's still going to be kind of the same if that makes sense so I can't really pinpoint another one if I was to say sorry actually I can Belgium I just popped into my head I did Erasmus in Belgium for five months I had to do that. That was something I didn't want. Like I wanted to do Erasmus, but where I went, I really, really didn't enjoy. And that wasn't of my own choice. I went there. So that is actually a very, very prime example. So I was in a very small town called Liège. Um, Like in college, money wasn't the best thing. Couldn't do much. Didn't like my accommodation wasn't great. Um, Obviously the language barrier, I was studying through French. um, So that was really, really difficult as well. So that yeah that was definitely actually that's probably the the hardest one that I had but it's interesting because that was the one that I didn't choose to do myself yes okay definitely that one it's it's interesting again because it's one of those things where when you have the choice um it it plays it makes a big difference on how you experience things when it's a decision you make and something that I you know I, I feel like I've spoken about in almost every episode so far is the idea that we take ourselves with us wherever we are. And when we do that, we also take our anxieties or our stresses or our insecurities. And sometimes it's easier, you know, I guess the name of the podcast is that it's easier to think that the green, the grass is greener on the other side. Like it's greener, like that will we'll leave the insecurities and stuff behind. But, you know, like you mentioned, that's not always the case. Sometimes it is. And you, I've heard, I've heard stories of people going to Australia and this new lease of confidence and life, but I think it's probably more real or the, the reality is that we do take ourselves with us. We take our, our, our baggage and it's, and it's part of us. And like, you know, in, in this kind of psychology world, it's that like we're not trying to demonize any part of us. It's all, it's equally as important to make up who we are. And with that, you also take your coping mechanisms. You take your things that help you. You take your, your, your learnings throughout each experience, which can help you and protect you against things of the next time. And it's, 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 it's cool to hear that. Like it's, like you said, it's not necessarily, where you are but it's kind of more you know who you are when you're there and how, what you've learned along the way that helps you deal with the kind of highs and lows of life like you would if you were in Dublin or in Limerick or Cork it's it's kind of life skills I guess that are really important to learn but something that you see you mention a lot and you know like I said before your reels are um and your content is really um it's such a joy because it feels like it when I like watch your content right and like engage with it it's kind of talking a lot about the duality, the good and the bad of both decisions that we make. And one that you speak a lot about in your kind of more recent reels is that, you know, happiness isn't a destination. Um, and that was the reel that was sent to me so many times because I was like, and I just, I couldn't love it anymore if I tried because it's kind of like conceptualizing exactly where I am and where this podcast is at the moment is that, you know, we think particularly as an Irish a young Irish girl it's like you think happiness is in Australia or Bali because that's where people seem happy um or happier and that has that is it's almost easier to project that potentially easier to project that because it takes us maybe it takes a little bit of power away from the now and where we are but you have experienced traveling Australia Bali 
and you still have the capacity to really love home like really love home and the GAA like I'm a football player was a community player as well there is something kind of special about this place that it's really hard to put put words on but I'd love to hear a little bit how about how you think about home or or deal about missing home and the GAA when you are away and also coming home when you do come back how does it feel to to be home when you're home for a couple of weeks or a couple of months um and I guess you know a little bit of understanding of like what Ireland and home is to you now at 24 and living away in Bali and moving to New York what does it look like to you now okay so for the even to the real happiness is not a destination um I will say like environment will definitely add to the joy you feel like it's a huge impact but with that like just get the point I'm getting to in those reels is just like like you said earlier you bring whatever you have with you wherever you go so it's completely up to yourself to work on yourself and to make sure you're doing the things that you enjoy to put yourself in the most optimal mindset or you know feel your best basically so that's yeah I'm glad you got the point behind that because a lot of people did but that's what I was getting at people were like but you will be happier in Australia and I'm like well you can be absolutely but if you've all this it may make it harder to be and environment obviously in the sunshine obviously for us Irish people vitamin D and just the happy vibes and stuff we're a lot happier in the summer so Australia does bring that for example but yeah just from the bottom line of it it's always going to come from within you no matter where you are um but in terms of home and how it looks to me so how I I okay I love Ireland I love home I love the GA love my friends love people scenery everything like I'm I just love it and I grew to love it a lot more during COVID because I spent so much more time there I probably wouldn't have been there if COVID didn't happen I was actually meant to move to New York I wouldn't have been there (laughs) um so yeah I absolutely love it and like I'm so proud to be Irish like I love her language I love absolutely everything but what I've come to realize over the past few years is I love my home but my home doesn't love me back Mm -hmm. so it's very hard like I'm 24 years old trying to find my feet trying to navigate my way in the world you know make sure I have money to keep me going, run a business. But Ireland doesn't really cater for you. It doesn't cater for opportunity, I found. Mm-hmm. So I've lived in Dublin for, we'll say, two years or whatever. And like, even looking at the pricing of living and renting at this age, it just went absolutely extortionate. So I was going to move to Dublin and before I came back out to Bali this year, and I was looking at the price and I was like, oh my God, like I can't live here. It's, it's basically pushing me away from what I love. So yeah, I just, I absolutely love it with all my heart, but I can't see myself living there because opportunity wise, and even just if we take into consideration the weather and the environment, I am happier in the sun. Um, So that does make play a huge role as well. But on the flip side, I think being away from home and living away from home or traveling or whatever it is, it makes me love and appreciate home so much more when I go home. So for those two and three weeks that I'm at home, I am I love it so much. I'm going back to doing the, my favorite things, going to my favorite cafes, doing my favorite like nature things, going to the beach. La in County Clare is my favorite place in the whole world. Always will be. I always go back there. I see my friends, I see my family. So it makes me appreciate and love home a lot more because I'm away from it. But when I'm in home, I almost feel, well, I might sound dramatic, but like suffocated because there is no opportunity or there's no... There's, I don't feel like there's enough there for me to keep me there as much as I love it with all my heart, if that makes sense. It's like, like you said, it, it's, it's the kind of sense of like, I love it, but, and, and, and that is a, that is a completely acceptable answer. You know, it is, and it's a lot of, it's an, it's a, it's how a lot of people, obviously how a lot of people feel, you know, and that's why we have like, you know, a kind of a mass emigration of people in their their twenties. And, and I get it. Like, I get it as well. Like it's, you know, I trying to, 
pay rent and then trying to to set yourself up and the opportunities and you know the kind of potentially small time mindset that I know people experience particularly young entrepreneurs in the idea and, and content creators um to a different extent as well it, it, it can be suffocating because we, like the, the thing about Ireland is that we are small like it's a small country and, and everyone knows everyone and that can that brings out I think in my experience would be that brings out the best part of it like that is the community factor that's the part of that you feel like something but with that like the yin to the yang like there's also the suffocation there's a small town mindset there's the potential opinion of a lack of opportunity and and it's like again that is that is what Ireland is that is what this country is it that it you know nothing can have the good without the bad and it's completely like a le- legitimate feeling um and I think you know like you you do mention like your love of the country and and when you're home like it's we all like no one denies that it is absolutely gorgeous and County Clare is a gorgeous county but you know something you mentioned kind of previously is that you started you were you know playing Camogie when you were really really young you come back to it when you're here um and I think it's kind of like a a representation into you know female friendships and how we can you know build friendships abroad or home or abroad and, and something that comes up a lot when I've been speaking to people is that kind of Irish community abroad and how it's like incredible it seems to be and how like it is something that it is as if you're in like Doolin and County Clare but you can be anywhere in the world if you find another Irish person you feel connected you feel at home um would that have been your experience over the last couple of years that you have experienced kind of the Irish culture basically on steroids abroad welcoming you in and making you feel part of something um and like how has that kind of community building friends looked for you with the Irish abroad because yeah I think it's a pretty special thing yeah like Irish are everywhere and you will find them no matter where you are genuinely I moved here last year to Bali I was here for five months and I think some of my closest friends have come out of that time last year a lot like 90% of them are Irish then I went it's so funny I was in Australia last weekend and I just on Coogee Beach walking up and I actually was in a supermarket as well I bumped into two people I know from home that I don't even bump into when I'm at home. And I was like, this is so crazy. What? Like we're everywhere. But yeah, Irish community is absolutely incredible. Like when I lived in New York as well, um, I had a group of, I, like I'm excited to get back to them. I went for my visa to come through basically. But when I was there, I had a group of Irish girls that I was really, really close to. It was absolutely lovely. Um, and yeah, I just, everywhere I've gone, you just, you just, you just find them they're everywhere but they are so welcoming but I think it's because they know how hard it can be to move away and to build those connections and make friends and stuff so everyone's a lot more open whereas they wouldn't be as open at home if that makes sense but definitely do find yes they're a lot more open abroad but even on the flip side of that I do try to make sure that I spend time getting to know different nationalities different cultures and not getting fully being stuck to Irish as much as I love Ireland love Irish people and I've always like I've probably spent 90% of my time with them when I'm abroad but I do like to have um, I like to learn from different cultures, different nationalities, different people. So I like to have friends from everywhere if I can, which is harder, though, because it's a lot easier to make friends with Irish than it is otherwise. But you just have to try it a little bit harder. Absolutely. It, I think it's, um, you know, it's, it seems to be everyone experience. You hear the accent or you see like it's like when you're in holidays when you were younger, you see the gas shorts that you start speaking Irish to each other. The fact like, you know, it's 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 some of those things like and they're they're the best parts of of Irish people. You know, it's 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 that sense of home is kind of wherever you're together and and that you know I think the idea of home is something that's really interesting at the moment because you know 
we whether and, and like you said like a lot of Irish people you're, you're priced out of moving out of home you're priced out of moving into the cities um and the kind of question the mark of what actually is home and where actually is home is something that I'm really interested in when it comes to like a, a mindset thing in the first place it's like you know for me home is um is is a feeling so for like for my sense of home is it's in Dublin. This is also in Waterford and College. It will always be in Westport and Mayo, and I'll be in a place in West Cork where we used to go. So I've got like four homes at the moment, and I'll probably. Oh, just... <laughs> I love that outlook so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it it that and that's kind of that's what I've kind of come to over the last little while. Anyways, the idea of that it um and it's also something that's quite consistent. So that maybe the place will change, but the feeling won't. So like I'll, if I if I went to Waterford IT today, I would walk down the building and I would feel that feeling. And I've done it before in the past. And I like, as I'm quite a sensitive and emotional person, if my family are listening, they will definitely test to that. But I would like well up with the feeling of it, even the thought of it. I'm like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Um, But you know, that, that sense of home is something that I think um people sometimes struggle with because particularly struggle with it with Ireland at the moment. Um because they feel like you've mentioned before priced out of it or um, that it's not, it can't be for them right now. And maybe it won't ever be for them. Um, And I think coming to that is really tough for people in general, because that's not what they maybe expected and wanted. And, you know, I think the idea of expectation versus reality and how we deal with that. And I know you're, you're big into mindset. um, It's your career, it's your degree. I'd love to hear about how maybe we can foster this kind of stronger sense of mindset that can help help us making decisions, help us decide to travel, help us decide to have this confidence. You know, how do we how do we start trying to improve our mindset? Because I think, you know, I'm a big believer, obviously you are as well, that you can't go too far without having a little bit of work put in about this because it's just it takes over your life. It's it's so important. There's a lot of things that you can do, but even if I was to break it down to basics, like I know it's going to sound probably not the answer you're going to expect, but you need to make sure that everything in, in your day to day is on point. So how is your sleep? These are all going to affect how you feel. How is your sleep? Have you moved your body? Are you doing mindfulness practices? Not that it's essential, but it's absolutely amazing for the mind, like meditation or even mindful eating or mindful moments. Are you like journaling is absolutely amazing. It decolors the mind. It gets you like getting you write your worries out. So you feel less overwhelmed. You actually get to know yourself a small bit better through writing. Um, Are you doing things in your day that you maybe enjoy? Like these are all things that would bring your vibe up that much more. And when you're feeling better, you're going to make decisions in those times when you're not feeling your best that's when we we don't make the best decisions so like even things like if we were to look at the opposite side of it like if your sleep is terrible and you're exhausted or if you're not fueling yourself with good food for example or if there's a lot more alcohol intake and stuff Mm -hmm. this will all impact our decision making but then in terms of confidence with we'll say going or we'll say traveling, we'll say starting a business, we'll say doing whatever it is you want to do. The only person you have to impress and back is yourself. So it all begins and starts with yourself. So any little bit that you can do to take care of yourself, it's it's going to, it's going to pay you back 10 times. Like it's, 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 it's just bound to happen. But when it comes to confidence, for example, if I just give the example of traveling, I always say to people, I always get, I solo travel a lot. So I always get the question, how do you solo travel? Like how are you so confident? And I'm like, or how do you move abroad? And I'm like, I can always book a flight home if I hate it. That is always my thought. It's like nothing is permanent. I have full choice and I can control whatever it is. Then when it comes to solo travel, it's just more so 
just that's more so just being organized okay that's probably a bad example but if we're just saying moving somewhere you can always book a flight home like if i moved to um i use that example the second year in america if i absolutely hated it i was just gonna fly home i my happiness is far more important than anything else so it's just that it's knowing that nothing is permanent what happens if my business fails like say me becoming self-employed is the scariest thing ever what if i can't make enough money to get me by each month what if i can't pay my rent and i'm like but what if i don't try i'll never know what it's gonna be like if i don't try and for that i just said well if it doesn't work i have my psychology degree i can go back into teaching i can do whatever i want like people are often tied to one identity in life and we have multiple identities so i think knowing that is quite liberating as well so you're not stuck you have the complete choice to change and i think knowing that is very liberating it's um it's so interesting to me because i think the idea of your like you just said you have multiple identities you'll change your opinions your thoughts it's so it's kind of feels like it's like a rebellion against what we were told like when I feel like when we grow up it's like you'll become this person and that is it and generations above us they had lifetime careers they had families they were engaged and married younger than we our generation is tracking and we were growing up looking at that and there was again there's nothing ever wrong with that but it's not our experience or a reality for a lot of us at the moment and I think when you give yourself the permission to change your mind, to think about things, to reevaluate, and then to to back yourself through it all, it's like that is to me, you know, like you said, it's like you can always, always, always like book a flight home, change your mind. And when it comes to decision making, I'd be quite a, like a sensitive, emotional person, as I've mentioned before. So I would always find when I'm making decisions that it's like there's three different things for me. It's like my head, my heart, and my gut. Um, and my heart would try to bring emotion into every decision and it would try to make me say you'll never make friends like this again etc cetera, etc cetera. my head will try to bring logic well it's like you have a good setup here you're comfortable you got a job etc but I've always found that any big proper decision I've ever made has come from my gut feeling and it's like undeniable it's unshakable you can't ignore it it starts to cause actual physical symptoms um, and I just think you know it's like you said it's like some of the harder decisions I think are the ones that maybe have changed or shifted to what you used to think you wanted um and we talk a bit about it on this podcast like the should or could and this idea of you know sometimes we're so good at convincing ourselves that we don't we don't want this or we shouldn't have this or it's it's small town mindset or you know this didn't happen for her so it won't happen for me when in reality there is so much to okay with changing your mind and trying it because it doesn't have to work and you know like you mentioned before you you have a you run a business you have your own business and I, I admire it hugely and I think you know there's something incredibly special about people who who take that leap and who do that and what the work you do as well is like pretty much like the most incredible work anyone could do is helping women feel better about themselves like it's probably such an honor for you to to have that as something that you you get to do and but not honor and I I also like love to preface that it's not luck it's hard work it's really really hard work um and it's putting yourself out there and trusting your ability but you know having a career and a job self-made by you that you can take with you wherever you go has to play a bit of a role in in you know your decision maybe not to travel because you can travel with a nine to five at home but your decision to emigrate. And I'd kind of love to hear about when the moment you decided that maybe it was time to go out on your own and try it, because I'm sure that was really, really scary. For the job or for the emigrating? For the job, for the job, yeah. Yeah, so 
this is complete I never in my wildest dreams imagined I'd be where I am so if I was to give you like a little backstory I was actually talking to a friend about this yesterday March 15th 2017 I set up an Instagram account so I'd been sporting my whole life went to college kind of let myself go a small bit chips chicken nuggets nights out you know yourself and I was like you know I'm gonna set up an Instagram page to track my progress again back on track because I've always been sporting I never really knew that side of myself and I didn't like it so I was like well I don't like it I'm gonna change it Long story short, that page grew momentum and within three months it had 10,000 followers on it. And this was so fast for me to comprehend that I was like, whoa, what? This is happening. Okay. So you just ride the wave and I was like, okay, this is it, whatever. Kept going with it. But that decision that day to make that Instagram page completely changed my life because that is what has led me to where I am right now. And if it, like I would say right now, I'm an online fitness coach and a content creator. That is my my job. That's what I do. It's how I, how I get money to live. Um, and it was, yeah, that one decision that kind of, yeah, changed the trajectory of my life. I never thought it would be like that. But I have a very bad imposter syndrome. Not so much anymore, but I used to. So I set up my online coaching business while I was in, living in Belgium because, again, I don't know what I think it all comes from. Yes, hard work is a massive desire me, but I have nobody to fall back on. So when it comes to money and security, I am the only person that can provide that to myself. So I have to find a way. I have no other choice. And it was the same when moving to America. I set up my coaching um, service when I was in Belgium. Same thing, low on money. I'm like, am I going to sink? Am I going to swim? No one fall back on. It was an, an extra, I don't know, 20, 30 euro a week, which goes really far when you're in college. Um, so that was that decision that I made. Um, And then it was actually COVID that it kind of it came out of so I had started working in a gym back home and I wasn't going to but I was like you know what COVID's here I'm just going to do it I was originally meant to move to New York on grad visa fell through with COVID worked in the gym and then for the first time in my life I think I saw my worth and I saw how good I was at what I did and it's something I've, I had never prior to that been able to see so I was doing the whole social media thing I was giving a lot of advice to people before it was a job um but I never like I never had the confidence in myself. And it's so funny to say that because I am a confident person, but with that, I wasn't. So working in that gym, it made me realize my worth. And then I was so overly worked and exhausted. I worked throughout summer 2021 there mainly because the gyms were opening closer to COVID. And I just made this choice and I was like, I can't do this exhaustion anymore. I'm so overworked, so underpaid, um, so undervalued from where I was working that I was like, right, I'm just going to take the leap. What's the worst that can happen? Like, what is the worst that can happen? So I kind of had like, I'd come up with a business um, idea in my head that I was going to start. So I do one-to-one -one coaching. I was like, right, I'm going to start doing these six-week challenges. There'll be six-week stints. I get um, people to sign up, obviously, whatever. And they ended up being a really, really big success. So I ended up quitting my job in August. I launched the first challenge in the September and I moved to Dublin in the October. And out of all of that, the, the kind of scariest part was moving to Dublin because Dublin rent is extortionate. So I'm very good at budgeting as well. So so budgeting helped hugely in the first early years. So yeah, that's kind of what happened. And I was just like, I will not, like I would really resent it in myself if I don't try it. I'm just that type of person. Like I'll try absolutely everything until it fails me. If it fails me, Grant will find something else. If it succeeds, amazing, let's keep going with it. So yeah, that's what happened. It was more so just like, I realized my worth for the first time and I worked on, I've been working on myself hugely um, that year. I'd really, really gotten into mindfulness and I will give it to that as well. It kind of made me slow down and kind of, see what my values were and just be like what's the worst that can happen and what's and what was the worst that could happen you know and I think it's one of those things where it's like you 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 probably like the cheesiest quote in the world is you probably will only regret the chances you don't take and it's it's a well-known cheesy quote because it makes sense in a way and and I think that would be your experience it'd be the experience of a lot of people 
but you know looking back over your your time the last kind of five years maybe um but kind of your entire life if you knew what you know now um what bit of advice would you give your younger self oh that's a hard question I think the main thing I would say to myself is your background doesn't define your future so just because I came from a certain background doesn't mean that I need to stay put in that. And I think that comes back to the identity thing in Ireland. It's like, you can only ever be this one person. So for my whole life, I was like, I'm only ever going to be this person that struggles with money that, you know, I'm from this family. It's just who I am. It's my faith, but it's not, you have, again, you have the choice. You can choose, you can choose to stay in that and stay stuck in that if you want to. But I was like, this is the last thing I want. That's the driving force behind everything I do. I'm like, I don't want to go back to how that was. I don't want to go back to the struggle. So the main piece of advice I'd give is you can change. And the only person that's going to change things for you is yourself. So back yourself. And Amy, what are some of your hopes for the future? Honestly, just to keep growing what I already have. Like I have such a lovely community. I'm, I love my job so much. I get to help. I get to inspire. Like it's just such a lovely thing. Um, I'd love to be able to reach more people. So that's what I'm working on now, trying to get the message across because I feel like people, especially now with the whole immigration thing, we'll even use that as an example. It's something that people, a lot of people are struggling with and I am privileged that I have a audience behind me. So I want to use my voice to get it across that it is okay. So yeah, growing after but Amy, help as many people as possible and move into New York. So at least I'll have a home. I'll, I'll be set somewhere for a while. And yeah, just keep helping, keep growing, keep creating I'm a creative person and just see what comes up in the world because there's literally endless opportunities when you open your your mind to it it's an overwhelming but extremely exciting um thought and that's I think that's a mindset thing itself it's like if you can either see it as extremely stressful that there's endless opportunities or um maybe one of the biggest joys of our life is that we have these opportunities and we don't know what's coming around the corner um but you know we've spoken a lot about home um and the sense of home but I'd love to know to kind of finish off over the last the last kind of few questions is what does what is home to you Amy home to me is the feeling I get when I'm stood on La Hinch Beach in County Clare <laughs> thank you and I was so delighted when you answered that question because that's how I see home so I don't see home in four walls I see home a feeling and pieces of me and pieces of my home are jotted everywhere so they're in Dublin they're in Australia they're in Bali they're in America they're where I was feeling my best because I was allowing myself to but also putting the work in to myself too and it's where I was seeing the world best um so yeah home to me is just that feeling I get when I'm doing my favorite things at home um it's also like my favorite coffee shop it's my friends my family it's the GAA it's not actually concrete walls if that makes sense it's the feeling I get when I feel like I am my happiest so that's what home is to me and pretty much the last question Amy is is when are you your happiest say that one more time when are you your happiest Ooh, okay when am I my happiest um when I'm in nature so by the beach moving my body so exercising and just living slowly like appreciating the little things that is genuinely when I am my happiest or if I'm in my state of flow like poking a slitter and the hurry off or poking the slitter off the wall well listen I think you know we covered so much in this conversation about you know the sense of being Irish abroad traveling making decisions in the first place putting yourself out there the good, the bad, the ugly, the reality of it all. Um, and a lot of mindset that kind of carries you between every single up and down and has carried you between. But, you know, for people who want to reach out, maybe get involved with Active with Amy, 
because they absolutely should because you are such a joy to like your content is such a joy to consume you're such a incredible person and you're kind of leading the way like I said to you before you're a kind of a I would see you as a bit of a voice for the 20 something girl in Ireland just doing their own thing and it's really inspiring for me and for a, a lot of my friends who I know follow you and were very excited that I was waking up at 4am to chat to you <laughs> they were very excited all together but you know where can people follow you reach out consume your content um and maybe get involved with active with Amy because yeah it's an incredible thing that you do thank you uh so kind of to say all that I can't cope so nice <laughs> um so my Instagram is at Amy Wiley spelled a little differently so A-M-I-E underscore Wiley W-I-L-E-Y you'll find my active with Amy tagged um on my profile there and then just even one more thing actually I want to mention just in terms of slowing down and appreciating small things in life I created a gratitude journal last year and you can shop them through my website if that's something you want to help with um, mindset and stuff. And the link for that is in my bio on my Instagram page as well. Listen, Amy, it has been such a joy to chat with you. It, like, I, like I knew it would be, it was absolutely worth waking up at 4am. Like I didn't doubt that for a second. Um, but listen, I think this is an incredible value conversation. And I, I really know people will take a lot from it because like you said, you've gathered so much experience and life lessons. Um, and kind of openness to the world and what's coming for you and what's there and it's just yeah like I said a lot of us here at home are going to be supporting you the whole way but yeah thank you so much for joining me today thanks so much for having me on thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of greener fields to get involved follow us on instagram at greener fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon